0: Ashley, I have a really important question for you. What? Will you accept this rose? Oh my gosh,
1: of course I would.
0: Ashley and I and all of our friends are so obsessed with The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, all of it. We watched it all throughout college. We had viewing parties. We are super fans and we it's just it's been an ingrained part of our lives and our friendships. And Ashley, do you remember even the times that we were on the Bachelor episodes? We should talk about that because we have just got to get into it. We are extremely connected to the Bachelor franchise because we were blessed enough to know a girl back in college who is just as obsessed as we are. And she got to follow a bunch of fan pages and attend an episode as an audience member. And she made friends with the producer, yada yada, got her number. And so every time they needed audience members of, like, young college-age girls, she would call her up and say, like, get your Pepperdine girls and come down. And we were on a few episodes. So it was very exciting. A time to be alive.
1: One time when we were on that one episode, we were at someone's apartment and we were all dressed in a bunch of flight attendant uniforms. And we were told a special guest was going to come over and we're like, oh, it'll be some past contestant or something. And it was Peter before we didn't love him, or before we um, didn't like him anymore, sorry. Peter and Chris Harrison himself and I adore Chris.
0: Yeah, it was really exciting. It was, I'm sure if you watch The Bachelor, you'll see sometimes they show like 30 second clips of watch parties where people go all out. And there's like a huge group of people in a room, pre-COVID obviously, but everyone was dressed as flight attendants for Peter's season. It was so absurd and it was so much fun and they came. And my first um, experience attending a Bachelor thing was for a super fan event where they took a bus load, a giant bus that said Bachelor Nation on the side. <laughs> Um, a double-decker bus and Chris Harrison was the tour guide and we went around to popular date locations that were filmed in LA of past seasons and then they surprised us by taking us to the bachelor mansion itself which ironically was only 15 minutes from where I lived in Malibu it was like off the canyon like tucked away somewhere very gated very guarded off but we got to go inside the mansion. And waiting for us there were all of the bachelorettes of past seasons, like all 15 of them or however many there were. And so I got to meet JoJo and Becca and Caitlin Bristow and like all of everyone's favorites. And then I didn't really watch the ones that were like years and years ago, so I didn't know who they were. But they were really funny because they like owned it. They were like, yeah, nobody remembers us. Like nobody knows who we are. (laughs) Which is kind of cool, but everyone was really nice. It was like such a – I felt like I was in a dream walking through.
1: That's Sony. I remember maybe around last Christmas, they put a bunch of old seasons on Netflix. And I remember watching some of the beginning ones. And it is just such a different mentality in those ones, obviously.
0: Totally like pre-influencer when people were actually there to like be on a reality show and find love on it. I feel like it's mm-hmm. so remiss nice with the people now. But another thing was we went to a bunch of Papper Nine people and I went to Peter Weber's date where they were line dancing, him and Victoria P um and they had their one-on-one there and we got to ride a mechanical bull and it was all very hilarious it was really interesting to see the behind the scenes of like what a one-on-one date entails I mean, it is all such a production like these people probably had like peter and his date probably had like 10 minutes total of the alone time to like actually talk because the rest was like trying to get the cameramen trying to get shots of them line dancing, trying to get shots of them having fun and like swirling and like him dipping her and like the hats. And it's like the, there's no actual talking going on. I'm like, how are you guys actually get to know each other?
1: And especially that's like on a one on one, especially as a group date um, fashion show that we went to. They literally don't get a second together. And remember, the producer was like, OK, this girl feels this way. Give us this reaction. This girl feels this way about the fashion yeah. show stand up for her. It's so interesting.
0: When Hannah Ann came out, she told the whole crowd, like, this girl's the front runner of the season, so you guys need to be over the top cheering for her. And it was like also absurd. Like you could just tell how manufactured the whole thing was.
1: Totally. Did we sign an NDA? Are we supposed to say how <laughs> fake it
0: all is? <laughs> I don't think no, because we just can't talk about it before the episode airs, but yeah, I already aired.
1: But yeah, so if you're ever in the LA area, try to make your way onto some sort of set, sign up for some sort of I don't even know how they recruit people off the street, but try to make your way in with their producer. Go watch a show taping. It's a blast.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of people think being on part of a show like that is so out of reach, but really it's super easy if you're in the filming location and you have a free Saturday, you just wear what they tell you and you show up on the time they tell you and you make sure to bring snacks because they do not feed you. And you were there for like eight hours filming this one date.
1: <laughs> there was also times when we would turn it damn I think one time I was like sorry Abby I'm just like not gonna go to this one (laughs) that's how like available it was it can be at your disposal
0: yeah I remember I skipped class a few times the only times I've ever skipped class was to like be on the bachelor an episode of the bachelor and I'm like this is so worth it like when am I gonna remember more in my one communications class or the episode of the bachelor that I was on but it was really funny because it was like all of Peter's episodes back to back And luckily for the fashion show, Ashley, Allie, and I were all seated right behind Peter and the famous (laughs) judges. It was so absurd. It was like match made in heaven for us. Like the producers sat us right behind them. So every time the camera was on Peter, which was all the time, you would see our faces right behind him.
1: And also during breaks, we would like chat with him for the briefest of seconds.
0: Yeah, and I told him, so funny story, backstory for everyone, his brother, Jack Weber, actually matched with me on Hinge before Peter was on, but Peter was on Hannah Brown season, so he was still kind of like in the public eye, but he wasn't The Bachelor yet, and Jack and I matched on Hinge, and he asked me out on a date, and he asked to take me up in his plane, which is like, honestly, one of my biggest flexes, but now is not so much anymore because the Weber family is like a, the laugh of the laughing stock of Bachelor Nation, But it was all very exciting. And so when we were at the date, I actually talked to Peter about how his brother asked me on a date. It was so funny. Bachelor Nation, we are very excited and we are very out of breath after the Clarentasia season. But we finally have our Bachelor Monday nights back. I'm so excited. Ashley, thank God you watched so that we can discuss it.
1: Totally. I love The Bachelor. I do. However, I have such a connection with watching it with people. And at the beginning of Claire's season, I just, I watched the first few with friends and then things tapered off and I just like let it go and then I never picked it back up. But this one, I watched it today from last night and I'm ready to rock and roll for the season.
0: Thank goodness, and lucky you guys, we are going to be bringing you episode-by-episode Bachelor recaps and our commentary on what's going on with the season. I feel like last night gave me such hope for this to be a really good season, which I think America needs right now after the dumpster fire that was Peter Weber.
1: Okay, my hope lies in Matt, my downfall lies in the selection of girls,
0: Really? Because I feel like I was noticing that there were a lot of front runners already in my mind that I thought I thought compared to past seasons, the girls were really, really beautiful. I mean, we didn't really get to see too much of their personalities because it was night one, but just looks wise and the dresses they were wearing, I was like, this is a star studded affair.
1: Okay, my bone to pick, I think, in my mental block is that most seasons I walk away from the first episode and I'm like, these five, seven girls I want to keep an eye on. I like them. I like their personalities. And this time there was maybe two that I felt that way about.
0: Yeah. I feel like mostly because they're starting to cast kind of more normal, sane girls that are, <laughs> you know, like actually dateable. Especially for someone like Matt who's just like very down to earth and he's never been on a Bachelor episode before. I just feel like they were too normal for me. Mine is like the too crazy. I
1: think – that Matt seems, I'm going to read some of my, they're funnier. So I'll read some of my live show notes that I took as I watched the episode. Matt seems like a God fearing winner. <laughs> Matt is. He's the such next a God
0: fearing winner.
1: He is a winner and he loves God. And he just seems like an upstanding guy. And he is the next Sean Lowe.
0: I loved how he opened up the rose ceremony with a prayer. Can we – or the um, cocktail party with a prayer. Did Sean Lowe even do that? Like, did he – is he the first one to do that?
1: I don't know if Sean – yeah, I don't think Sean Lowe did that. Sean Lowe was just, I think, pretty out there with his faith, I think. And I think – I don't know if anyone else really has been besides – like, a bachelor besides.
0: I feel like he's paving the way because I feel like a lot of Bachelor contestants and people that are part of the franchise will all claim to be Christian. Like, Maddie Prue. like, that was a big – personality trait of hers was like how Christian and religious she yeah. was but I don't think anyone has like taken taken a pause and been like we're going to do a group prayer right now and like did you see how into it all the girls were when he was praying Okay
1: yeah that's something that I had a bone to pick with um <laughs> I I would have been into it but just everyone was just melting and I don't know it's just playing into the whole camera thing
0: Yeah and the one girl that cried she's like I just didn't expect Oh that maybe <laughs> okay. so Okay also, did you notice that two of the girls were wearing the same dress? There was, uh-uh. two in I didn't the same notice. Red dress with an X in the front and I was like that's got to suck.
1: Um, and then okay, my next point
0: was <laughs>
1: the location is stunning. That's who I'm in love with.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm in love with the location too. I feel like if it was not COVID year and they were like we're not going to do this ep- the season of the bachelor at the iconic bachelor mansion like we're going to do it somewhere else, there would be raging fans like everyone would be so upset with it but the fact that they're doing it here because of like quarantining and everything like we are so blessed to have this change of scenery like it's really refreshing
1: i was like my breath was taken away by the fall foliage and the, <laughs> and oh. the like
0: palace that they're staying at it's such a chateau and that thing is so massive like can you imagine getting out of a limo and walking up that red carpet to your new home and it's that place like oh my god totally
1: Um, okay. My next point that I wrote was Ethiopian girl seems sweet, even though she didn't get to talk to him at all from what I can tell. And the girl who is deaf seems super sweet.
0: I thought it was really cool that he gave Abigail, the girl who's deaf, the first impression rose, but I think it was really cool that they were able to like still make that connection and like obviously didn't give it to her because she was deaf. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just think it was cool that she, out of all the 32 girls, a record breaking number of girls, by the way got the rose like I she just seems like really chill and I have really high hopes that she's gonna go very far when they were talking
1: I you could see it all over their faces how genuine it was and how mm. he was gonna kiss her and it was a genuine kiss and then I wrote again at the end calling it she will make it for
0: <laughs> calling it right now she's definitely gonna make yeah. it the to top four I agree with you
1: my next point was I don't like these people. They're barely older than me. Oh, the point I'm trying to make is I don't like that they're barely older than us. They're 24 and we're like 22 and they look like they're 30.
0: They all look what all is old? What else is new? But also I was like kind of mad because full disclosure to the fans of this podcast, I want to be on The Bachelor or some type of reality show. I just feel like that's in my next five-year plan um, to some capacity. So I actually have applied to be on the show and my friends have nominated me um which is really exciting but then when I saw that Matt was a bachelor I just don't think that I could hold it together if I was trying to date him because he's such a man and I would feel like such a kid compared to him but I also was like how old is he he's 27 or 28 I'll I'll fact check right now but I think he's 28 actually But I was like, even the age gap, it's like fine or whatever, if I was more mature, if I felt more like a true adult, but I would feel like such a kid trying to date him. And then I look at the ages of these girls and there's actually a lot of 23 year olds and there's even a 21 year old. And I'm like, they're. Oh my gosh. That girl from New York who wore like the feathery dress, Uh which I love that dress, by the way, it stood out so much, but she's 21 years old. Like that's absurd.
1: I would feel like a 12-year-old talking to Matt.
0: Yeah, but you can tell she grew up with money. Like, she rode up in a Bentley or whatever, and so she's probably yeah. just, like, been an adult since age 12 or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, my next point was here for the newscaster, girl with the dad who has ALS. Seems sweet.
0: Oh, my gosh, totally. She seems really genuine and cool. Yeah. Next point, um, spaghetti
1: was disgusting. Oh, yeah, where she brought the oh. spaghetti out, and they both ate it, and then she, like, kissed him. It was just gross. That was
0: like the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. And I felt really bad for him that he had to like partake in that. Can we talk about entrances for a little bit? Did you have a favorite entrance?
1: Well, I wrote on this and then I deleted it. These entrances are not very exciting. And then they went from boring to just plain up like trashy. So no, I did not have a favorite entrance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have a couple least favorites, which was the lingerie, her telling him to pick which dress she wore, which First of all, the dress that she he chose was ugly, in my opinion. She yeah. looks like a circus tent. Um, <laughs> and then also I hated the girl with the vibrator for more yeah. reasons than one. At first, I was like, that's really tacky and, like, just makes me a little uncomfortable, especially the way she presented it as, like, something to get her through COVID. And then she carried it around all night. She was waving that thing around. She was tapping girls on the shoulder with it. Like, I probably would have punched that girl in the face. Like, I cannot stay so her. Like we would not be friends and it was funny for like two seconds maybe if it even was funny at all and she was just using that thing to like get airtime I feel like, yeah. like it was so absurd and she was so rude to all the girls like interrupting everyone I was like can you cool it please yeah
1: I wrote spaghetti vibrator lingerie everyone is unclassy and trashy
0: <laughs> but you know what I actually did like was the girl who was from one of the Carolinas like where he's from and she came in the pickup truck and then they had sweet tea in the back oh, of the yeah. pickup truck that was really tender yeah.
1: And then I wrote, do not like vibrator girl. She interrupted the Puerto Rican girl.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, the Puerto Rican girl, her dress is my favorite of the whole it night. It's kind of a really story.
1: Don't... And I didn't get to hear it because the vibrator girl just came and interrupted.
0: I know. They were like talking about something actually serious, like about her culture and like the yeah. struggles they've gone through. And then – I just – I see that the whole show is just so strange in that way, like the wide variety of conversations you're having and, like, the personalities. Totally. It's also overwhelming. You could tell, by the way, how overwhelmed Matt James was before the episode, like when he had that one-on-one chat how? with Chloe.
1: Yeah. How do they not – I was watching Catherine Lowe's story the other day, and she's talking about how they stay up until literally the sun rises. How do they not get tired, especially with all the drinking?
0: I think it's pure adrenaline.
1: But when you're not talking to him, like, there must be times when you're just like, I'm, I'm beat.
0: Yeah. And you could also tell, like, all of them were drinking champagne, that the Queen Victoria girl, who's clearly going to be the villain of the whole season, like, she was so drunk by the end, like, by the yeah. rose ceremony. And I'm going to say something mean, so prepare yourselves, everyone. But I really don't think she's that pretty, especially compared to the lineup of girls he has. Like, I think her overconfidence and, like, her being the Queen and all this stuff is just, like such a facade for like what she feels inside yeah so my next point was
1: the queen girl calling the New York City girl princess I thought that was so demeaning
0: oh my god that was like another time where I probably would have punched someone in the face like maybe I'm too violent to be on the show but
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then I put IDK these girls just seem really annoying and
0: petty (laughs) they do seem really petty but like I feel like that's common with every season yeah
1: totally I don't know. I'm just calling it this batch. Maybe they're all younger. Seems more immature than previous batches.
0: Well, I also think emotions are very heightened because think about the year we just had. And yeah. like everyone, probably I think. Probably the
1: first time out of the house.
0: Yeah, they're all like going through stuff. They're all probably like trying to reacclimate to being super, super social. They had to quarantine for two weeks in a hotel room completely yeah. alone. Like I would go crazy too.
1: Yeah. And then I wrote – I wonder what it's like to be in this room because every drunk girl wants to be every other drunk girl's best friend.
0: I know. I wonder if it's like a sorority kind of love or like how the relationships work. It's all mm-hmm. very interesting. If I ever then, show, I'll let you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bated breath. And then something that I am riled for beyond belief is Real quick, Hannah Brown did not like her the first time I laid eyes on her. She's now America's sweetheart in my eyes. I adore her. And I love her friendship with Heather, the Never Been Kissed Girl. And did you see in the trailer how Heather is going to make a comeback?
0: Yes, my mouth dropped because I feel Same. like Heather, Heather didn't do a lot of screen time on Colton's season, but like afterwards, her and Hannah Brown were like such good friends. They're always on each other's Instagrams. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I wonder how she must have just met Matt like through some mutual event because of hannah but like i'm so curious to see how that that pans out as well and i also think it's so funny how if like heather was never part of bachelor nation they would never just like let a 33rd girl like come into the show just well, because okay no because
1: i think who's that girl that they let back in in the trailer who's not heather there's another girl yeah I was really confused by all that I was so they are just letting in random people to shake someone
0: who got sent home before
1: I don't know why they brought her back but (laughs) Heather I could see making it really far and I'm not just saying that because she's been on it I think her personality is extremely compatible to his
0: yeah you know who else I like is that girl who has the really big curly blonde hair like 2018 oh yes
1: I'd like to see more from
0: her She was really cool, and you could tell she was so naturally pretty, like, without any makeup. Oh, what's – her name's Piper, spelled really fun. She's only 23. My God. What else I was shocked by was the fact that at the beginning they showed us the professional ballerina in New York, which is props to her. That's insanely hard to do, what she does. And she must have had some dud of a personality or, like, she didn't get to talk to him or something because she got sent home. Oh,
1: my gosh. I didn't realize she did. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was funny how in the trailer, real quick, um, all of the girls were like, it's not fair. Heather can't just come in halfway, but you're on like a reality, almost a game show, if you will. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, there yeah. are no rules. They are trying to keep it interesting for their audience and their viewership up. They will do what it takes. Yeah. If we
1: zoom out really far, this whole idea of this entertainment, this like franchise is so Black
0: Well, that's why it was such a big deal when it first came out like 20 years ago or whatever when the first Bachelor happened because everyone was like, what the actual hell? Like people are going to compete for love like on a TV show. Like it was uh-huh. so unheard of and now it's just like so ingrained into our culture.
1: Totally. And it's, they just like pump them out the seasons. I am – Bachelor in Paradise is my personal favorite.
0: Oh my gosh, totally. I think that's so, so fun. Do you
1: remember that stint And They have like the Bachelor like winter games or something weird.
0: Yeah, I never watched that. That was before our time. Closing thoughts. I think that Matt seems like a really, really stand-up guy and I'm really excited to see some authenticity coming from my screen from this franchise because – well, luckily Taysha was really great. I'm, I'm sad that you missed out on her season although it was a very like fake thrown together season I feel like the producers did their best in the COVID year and like walked yeah. to them but I feel like this is just going to be really really good of like the season is going to surpass everything we've seen in the past two years because Matt is such a genuine person he's yeah. really there for like he's just such a normal guy and I think it's because especially because they outsourced
1: off of the franchise to get him
0: Totally. They should do that more often, honestly. All
1: right. Well, thanks, everyone, for coming to our wild, wild um, West Bachelor Roundup. (laughs) And we're looking forward to Monday night.
0: We're looking forward to all the Monday nights. I'm so excited to recap it on here, too. And we'd love to hear what you guys think as well. Totally. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.
1: Ladies. (laughs) Peter. 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 (laughs) Peter. This (laughs) is the final round. (laughs)